Happy Mother's Day. This is Mish. Welcome to Millennial Love. y'all and I'm so excited to tell you about our new brand partner FabFitFun. They are offering a seasonal subscription box for busy women like you and I to discover new brands and products for a life well lived. FabFitFun delivers a box of full-size fashion, beauty, home, fitness, and wellness products. The boxes are delivered four times a year for just $49.99 a box. There's also an editor's box available for purchase in between seasonal boxes with newly discovered items. And don't worry if you miss the seasonal box because there's this great spring editor's box with favorites from spring and other past seasons. The spring editor's box has a lot more customization options from a clutch to eyeshadow, tote to lip gloss. There are some great additions to the boxes this season. There's the Tarte Double Duty Eyeshadow Palette, Grayson Stella 4-Pack Bath Bombs, Daily Concept Hair Towel Wrap, and Come On Naturals, you know a good towel wrap would be amazing. Kate Somerville Exfoliating Treatment, Free People Travel Eye Mask, Regio Deep Conditioning Mask, and one of my personal faves, the Aisha Curry I'd Rather Be In Bed Mug. So yeah, when I opened my box, I was like a kid in a candy store. Seriously, it felt like Christmas in April. It's huge and came with so much stuff. I was digging through that box for a while. There's something in here for every girl. The travel girl, the girl headed out on the town for the night, and the girl just needing rest and relaxation. I personally can't wait to use my other fave, which is the bomb reversible clutch. The FabFitFun box has fantastic value because of the deal. Many of the products individual value are more than the cost you pay for the entire box. I just got my FabFitFun box and loved it. If you haven't signed up yet, it's not too late. Go use our code to get $10 off your first box. Use the promo code also for $10 off the editor's box. That's $39.99 for over a $200 value. Go to fabfitfun.com to subscribe and use our code LOV3. This is seriously a great gift to yourself or loved ones of amazing full-size products with no little samples. Treat yourself, don't cheat yourself. Try FabFitFun today. Go to FabFitFun.com to subscribe and start getting the box for a life well lived. Use promo code LOV3 to get $10 off your first box. That's products valued at $200 for just $39. Again, go to FabFitFun.com and use our code LOV3 to get $10 off your first FabFitFun box. This is the perfect gift to you or any special lady in your life. What's up, y'all? This is Mish. This is Cardi. And this is Justin. And you are tuned in to episode 65 wow. of Millennial Love, where is we discuss 65? sex, love, and how we are selfish AF. It really is 65. Wow. Jeez. Dang. We're retired. <coughs> I don't think I know any 65-year-olds right now. I do. Vince's dad is 60. Wait. Yeah. 
Okay. Ben's dad is 65. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's retiring in July. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Retirement is nice. Mm-hmm. My dad has not retired twice because he can't sit down. Sit down. You know, most black men can't sit down. That's all they know. They can't. My granddaddy was sick. He's still freaking uh, cutting the grass. Yeah. You, need to, you can't even breathe. Chill, bro. They don't know how to sit. They don't. Um, whatever you're doing right now, stop unless you're driving and follow us on all <laughs> social network platforms. Uh, and when you listen, hashtag MO3 so we can see your tweets and respond. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we know y'all out there spending your coins on your mama. But... If you got a little extra, <laughs> hit us on the cash app with a PayPal with the five, the 10, or the 20. Matter of fact, give, give her a cheap gift. Let this year be the year where you give her a cheap gift. You Justin, know that's horrible. And you give us the $5, the $10. That is horrible. <laughs> that ain't horrible. Yes, it is. No, it ain't. Mama's get away with a lot. Get your mama a gift from the Dollar Tree, but give us the rest you was going to spend? For sure. Okay. I mean, if $5 Actually, was all that was left, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> go ahead and invest <laughs> in millennial love. For Actually, sure. though, Dollar Tree be coming through with the gifts. They be having some good stuff in there. No, don't sleep don't. on Do they really? Yes, they do. No, you can decorate don't. your whole apartment. Not you cannot. Let me finish what I was going to say because y'all didn't let me finish. Okay. You can decorate your whole apartment for a holiday oh, out okay. of Dollar Tree. Not at all. Yes, you, you can. can. Yeah, I get what you My saying. mama be decorating literally every little Christmas, that little Christmas tree I be having, all that stuff come from the Dollar Tree. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. get Okay. You're so, right. We didn't so let you finish. So y'all didn't let me finish. You can't decorate your whole apartment out of there. What I like from the Dollar Tree, Dollar Tree has these huge mugs. I call them I call them my hangover mugs because it's so huge. You oh, add ice yeah. water. I think you drunk out of mm, one and you've seen it before. And it's only a dollar and it's heavy. You can get wine glasses from there and these huge ass mugs. Mm. I got like a lot of them and it's necessary. So yeah, Dollar Tree is um, good for something. It is. Don't you be sliding through sometimes when you need the quick, the quick. Uh, I I think yeah. it's necessary, but to make a whole store out of it, a lot of stuff be like really. Why? Y'all can just put this in the actual like dollar store. I mean Walmart or. Um, but it wouldn't Target. be a dollar. It wouldn't be a dollar. But those that's other the stores. thing though. Like this is a whole store. Why can't there yeah. be a dollar section in Target and Walmart? It just wouldn't be Think as effective. It. Well, there cannot be a dollar section in Target because then it would not be peaceful. <laughs> oh yeah, because it, it would be. attract a lot of other people and their children. I cannot. I cannot. So, I cannot. I think it is an, an excellent idea. Whoever came up with the Dollar Tree is brilliant. I think it is a great idea. There are so many things you can get from there that are actually good. Like they have name brand stuff. It just be smaller. Like what? So they have, um, what's the paper towels my mom always tell me to get? Um, <laughs> Brawny? No. Um, dang, I can't think of it. But they have the name brand paper towels. They have dryer sheets that are name brand. They have actual like. Oreos, like name Those brand Oreos. Those are all the defective stuff. products. No, it's not. They just yes, split smaller they portions. They have the name brand Fabuloso. They have Fabuloso. And I they hate have Fabuloso. Okay, well, but somebody else loves it, aka me, and I be buying it out of there. <laughs> they be having dish so detergent. Dollar store trip. Like, okay, listen, I gotta go to the dollar store. To, I mean, My mama does the Dollar Tree. No, I'm not like oh, a. Wait, wait. I gotta so go. So I'm to thinking the of the Dollar Tree. 
That's what I'm thinking of. Okay. I thought she was thinking of like Dollar General. No, Dollar General is basically Walmart. Yeah, Yeah. Dollar General is basically Walmart. You might as well go to Walmart. Correct. I cannot talk tonight. Okay. And I'm not drinking this time. <laughs> yeah, Last <laughs> week. Yeah. As you deserve, though. You just crossed. So you're supposed to be in that in that zone. Yeah. I hadn't had a drink in a while, so I needed to go out. <laughs> but um, Justin, what's going on in these streets? So a lot is going on in these streets, y'all. Like tonight is the actual Met Gala. Yes. Which is probably one of my favorite events throughout the year. Like if I would if I could have aspired to be a celebrity, I would probably only want to be a celebrity just so I can go to the Met Gala because mm-hmm. you have access to all like the, the top um designer houses like and everyone comes out. It's a charitable event. Every year is a different theme. And it's just a beautiful event to go to. So tonight is the Met Gala. Um, I like looking at what everyone has to wear, and each year is a theme. And um, this year, the theme is Heavenly Bodies Fashion and the Catholic Imagination. Mm. So mm. I'm not sure if y'all were looking at the pictures at all tonight, but a lot of people it. had I like these Rihanna. different types of outfits that replicate, I mean, that kind of sort of paid homage to Catholicism. But mm. even if you look at, like, if you go to Catholic churches, there is some fashion there, like the nuns. Yeah, you got some. Um, the nuns, the actual priests, his robes, his hats that he wears. So it's it's fashionable. Even the um, paintings, the sculptures is so everything is ornate. It's, it's ornate. Good job. That's it. Mm-hmm. So um, I kind of <laughs> wanted to talk about some of the. I guess what p- some people had on. I don't know if Beyonce is going. To the Met Gala, tonight. I think she is, but she be showing up. You know, she be dumb like. I was so hoping she that she would at least one. appear before um, we record the show, but I don't think that's the case. No, but I still haven't seen anything. Yeah, so I don't think she's going. I mean, it's it's kind of it's really late. You uh, Tiffany mm-hmm. Haddish toned it down. Oh, really? I haven't seen her. Not mm-hmm. on her darn Insta story. I had to get away. I had to get out of it. What did oh, she have? I'm here about at the, the Met Gala, and I'm without. I'm like, girl, okay. So what does she have on? I don't <laughs> see what she had on. I didn't even. It see was what a she... real plain little white at the top, black at the bottom. Okay, like nunish kind of look. No, yes. any extra pieces. Her hair was all the way back. Okay, like straight back. So I have my okay. So the favorite guy that I saw um, was um, Tachula. Tachella. 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 Anyways, Chadwick Boseman. <laughs> yeah. Um, I really like what he had on. He had like this cream like suit on with this cream cape with like embezzled like embezzled mm-hmm. like cross and stuff like that on it. It just looked he really, looked like really a dope. Priest. And then obviously, you know, his skin is flawless with that mm-hmm. haircut, signature haircut with the line and it was just amazing. So mm-hmm. overall I think he looked really, really great. Of course for me, Rihanna did the damn thing. She killed she it. Did. I mean she's hosting it. This and you year. say her name right. I know. I'm starting to Most say that. Most people name, like, say, we Rihanna, all say Rihanna. I say Rihanna, Rihanna all the time. Right? Yeah. She <laughs> says Rihanna, yeah. Um, what I liked about her outfit is obviously the embellishments. It reminds mm. me of Balmain. I'm not sure who was the designer of it, but I love Balmain. It starts with the M. Um, Ma- Machina? Nah. Let's see. Balenciaga. Okay. Cool. Nah, that's Balenciaga. That's Bal- I was about to say, I've seen it earlier. <laughs> it's, uh, it starts with an M. Hold on. I'll find it. But um, it definitely reminds me of uh, Oliver's work at Balmain. And I think I'm saying his name right. 
But anyway, so she obviously did a really, really great job with her, as she should. I mean, that's yeah. what Rihanna is known for. Actually coming in and shutting down the Met Gala. Um, the second person that I actually like was Zendaya's outfit. I didn't see Zendaya. So, okay, Zendaya, Zendaya. But this is it right here. <laughs> oh, wow. And the hair. Yeah. So, like, I think everything kind of, like, came together. Like, oh, wow. She looks her fantastic. Her outfit looked like she was, a, um, like she was uh, I guess, a warrior. Oh, it's gorgeous. And it's beautiful. It's she very looks great. masculine and feminine it at the exact same time. It is masculine. So it's really, I like her really makeup. Dope. And her makeup is dope. I actually thought Kim Kardashian looked good, but what I think I liked about Kim Kardashian was more so of her makeup, not her dress. Like her makeup looks extremely good. Like she it looks does. different. The dress Somebody was asking what she do to her nose. I, huh, saw I never noticed that. Did you see uh, uh-huh, I Kim? Saw K? Kim. I, I'm dead on Kim though, so I don't even want to get I know, that but I mean, <laughs> she is like a part of fashion. She um, is. I'm just so, dead on her. I mean, I think she. I mean, a lot of the big houses want her to wear her, her their, clothes, their clothes. So okay. did y'all see Issa Rae? I didn't really care. Really, you didn't like it. I was. Let me see. Dead on it. Um, I don't like her hair. Mm, nah. So, but I like, like the, the dress. My thing is the Met Gala, like you have to go all out. Like that's, it's damn near like a costume party. How it's did y'all feel about Solange? I think it's true Solange It's form. true Solange, correct. I feel okay. like we've seen that with Cranes in the Sky. I mean, that whole look. Yeah. It's not, it's, a, it's nothing different. It's nothing really. different. Yes. Yeah, I do want to say with Rihanna's, like the style, like, am I saying this right? No. The cut of the dress was basic to me. Yeah, I, I do agree with that. It was the embellishments that made it more than what it was in the hat. But So when I saw the front, when I saw her from mm-hmm. the front, because initially I saw her on the, the side b- and the back. Correct. Then I saw the front and I was like, oh. Uh, yeah, it's like a dress with a cape and a big hat. Yeah. I mean. Gigi Hadid looked good, too. This dress is bomb. Now, oh, could, wow. That is really pretty. Right. I don't know how it, it plays like into. Feather. It looks yeah. yeah. So you know they didn't all really do a great job actually playing into the theme, like Tracy Ellis Ross, Gabrielle Union. Yeah, I was kind of Tracy could have come a little harder. But Tracy is a if you think about most of Tracy's looks, she's bad, but like she's really ordinary. Like think about like just her her fashion generally. Like she always looks good, but she's never over the top. She's always super ordinary and chill. Well, so I mean, that's this kind is of the her. Met Gala, I know, right? you know, I know. But think about like Rihanna is a risk taker fashion wise, right? So is Kim K to a certain extent. So is Zendaya. So I give you that. But the issue, okay, I, and I can see that with Tracy. But the issue I have with her dress for Met Gala is the theme was like heavenly. What was it? Heavenly bodies and I forgot. Hope I, something yeah. or Catholic. Something. Catholic imagination. Right. So you have this big. Fabulous dress and it's pink. Right. Like Barbie pink. There's no. So you could have gave me white or a little shimmer, you know, like something that was Correct. like sheer or you know what I'm saying? It was like like his eye show dress. the body yeah. so this with is, a heavenly color. This is if the you didn't description want to go all out. of her dress, Tracy Ellis Ross. It was inspired by the third Sunday of Advent, Gaudet Sunday, when Catholic priests wear rose robes at Mass to rejoice and celebrate Lent. 
Girl, that was high paint. Uh, correct. I'm Nothing, just telling you what I it was know. inspired by. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's what they saying. I know, but it was high paint. So. Let me also. Nicki Minaj looks terrible. She. she I didn't does. like. I didn't she want to even bring her up. Looks. It was bad. bad. I didn't even want to bring her up. Because it don't it was even. That bad. Yeah, like it don't even. Go, like her body looks terrible. She looks, she looks like dumb. she's finally gaining weight, and I'm not trying to like. It's it's no fat shaming or anything like that. It's just no. that the surgery is not looking good with. It was almost like how when Kim K gained weight for the baby, it was like, hold on, like you can you can tell that the surgery surgery didn't align with how her her body naturally, I don't know, put on weight, however you want to put it. But yeah, to me, it was she didn't look beautiful. The red, black, it didn't, it wasn't great. It just wasn't good. Now Look I can say Cardi. that J Lo looked good. However, um, here's here's what she had on. J Lo J Lo looked amazing. However, it oh, looks wow. like to me it looked like one of the outfits that Keisha K. Or would wear. Oh my god, it totally <laughs> does. So, she has this. She has a swimsuit that looks like or this. Something like that. It's something. She, That's so true. With that she neckline. looks great though. Yeah, she looks amazing. Janelle Monet. Oh, that's pretty J Lo. And the haircut. The haircut. The hair looks good with it. She's dope. Janelle Monet. Where is she? Looks like regular Janelle Monet, but it's still beautiful because her skin is radiant. Right. Skin is radiant, and the hat is like doing a lot too. I love it. Yeah, that's what I like. Are the the head pieces are the best part about this. The head pieces are giving me life. Like, did y'all they see could have Sarah Jessica Cyrus. Parker's head dress? No, I didn't like her. I didn't like her. it at I all. I like her headdress, though. It looked like curtains to me. <laughs> the dress? I mean, her it dress was, is okay. Yeah, the head piece is definitely Did y'all the see uh, Rihanna Curve? Oh, that's really nice, Sarah yeah. Jessica. She giving me real Pope. Yeah. Um. Did y'all see Brianna Curve scissor? I think it was an accident. I don't think she could hear her. Wait, what? SZA was doing a little quick interview, and then they started screaming Rihanna in the back of her. So she turned around and was like, oh, Rihanna. And she went to go catch up to Rihanna, but Rihanna kept walking. (laughs) So (laughs) I think it was an accident. Like, she couldn't hear. It's a lot going on. She had heavy pieces on. Right. It's It's over her ears. You know, a lot going on. So... (laughs) Well, shout out to the Met Gala. We can only aspire to attend the Met Gala at least one time in our lifetime. So that would be great if we had the opportunity to do so. We didn't talk about Cardi. I don't want to talk about her. You did on Cardi? Nah, because it reminds me of Beyonce when she performed at the Grammys. Oh, yeah. And here's another thing about Cardi B. Like, she needs someone to show her how to pose. A lot of the pictures that I saw, her model was open, and I do the exact same she thing. Uncomfortable. I'm like, you hate that. I mean, I do the exact same thing. It's like, okay, if you know that you're the Met Gala, like you should be on at all times because pictures. I yeah. mean, people are going to be capturing pictures of you. I seen pictures with her mouth open, and it just didn't sit well with me. So I decided not to talk about it. But since you brought her up, <laughs> she just looks uncomfortable. Correct. And it's not just with her being pregnant. I think she looks uncomfortable on most red carpets. (laughs) Pregnant or not pregnant. Right. (laughs) She's a ratch. I mean, she's ratchet to the core. Yeah. Oh, also, shout out to 2 Chains for proposing to his girlfriend. Oh, I saw that. At the Met Gala. That was sweet. And she's black. And how beautiful is that? Right. (laughs) All right. So another thing that I wanted to talk about was Childish Gambino, a.k.a. Danny Mm, Daniel Glover. Glover. Donald Glover. The only Donald we recognize. Right. Mm. The only Donald we recognize and his amazing video of This Is America. So what are your thoughts on the video? Um, Give me some of your feedback. I 
I only saw it like twice. I want to see it a few more times. But I know that there are some things that I'm missing. But my first reactions to it was like, wow. This is like, it was shocking for me to see. Mm-hmm. And I think this is what he wanted people to at least feel. First time seeing it. It was a shock for me. I was like, because when I when it first started, he shot the guy in the back of the head. So I was like, wait, what is this? Like, what kind of video <laughs> is this? Like, what the heck? And so I think I was distracted the rest of I've only seen it once. So I probably need to go back and see it because I was distracted, like trying to figure out what was happening. Right. And then when he shot the church people, I was like, okay, you, you, like I got it because then I got the imagery of the church, you For know, sure. the, the church shooting and In then Carolina. like yeah. that whole thing. So like, I, but I, I didn't really pay attention to a lot of it. So I do probably need to go back and watch it again. But it was like a, like, it was almost like it hurt But a then little. when he kept on saying, this is America, you're like, this it is America. America. Yeah. 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 How do you feel about it, Mish? So, I'm probably the only black person in America, <laughs> but I wasn't really moved to watch it. Um, to watch it or like while you were watching it? No, to watch it. Okay. I saw some clips on it because, you know, people were like posting yeah, it's it all on. over. Yeah. yeah. So, I maybe saw like the one minute clip on Instagram mm-hmm. or something like that, but I wasn't motivated to go watch the full video one um i don't really want to say that i'm a big fan of his music mm-hmm. and then two i think i'm just really tired of america so i don't want to see mm-hmm. or yeah. talk about it or hear about it yeah. right now in this moment i know it's something that we cannot not talk about mm-hmm. But I'm just really tired of it. So I was like, oh, well, congrats. It looks like everybody likes the video, but I just wasn't interested. That's fair. It's a lot. Um, I just like the fact, I like how artists are can express themselves mm-hmm. in that way. Um, Beyonce did it with, I mean, you know, she did her own version of expressing her thoughts on um, police brutality with formation and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. for Donald Glover, to, um, who is a amazing producer for the show Atlanta and he is a you know an amazing artist for him to like put all that into one like with his music career and with the visuals for the video I thought that was pretty dope so I wasn't I mean it was just like okay I, he's always weird so I get his weirdness and he's also controversial as well mm. so I thought it was dope and um it was kind of spooky at the exact same time it was, like it, it was, was it was weird it was spooky but I think you know I think that's kind of maybe why I didn't watch. Mm-hmm. Maybe like the spooky part of it. Just didn't it come out yesterday Sunday? Like maybe uh, I just didn't Saturday want to... night, Saturday I night? believe. Yeah, okay. Saturday night. I, I watched it Sunday, I think. Yeah. Um, so I probably just was in a moment where like I don't want to go to this dark right. spot yeah. and think about this. But I will say the other part of it was why that fella didn't have no shirt on. I mean, yeah, he's I didn't want to see that taco meat. He's a little bony. I mean, he's short too. It was just so much like it was weird. Does I he ever it. put a shirt on? <laughs> it was. I think it went with the whole like him because everybody was like, he looks like he stinks, which is mm. true. He looks like he hasn't bathed. It's. A, I think that was the point. Like, I, I think that was a part of the imagery where he had to look like disheveled. Okay, because. I don't know, something to do with like black people not 
being, I don't know, whatever. But, I think I it mean, was a part of the thing, but I, I thought the same thing, like, this is nothing. So here's the thing. Whenever you listen to the song outside of, like, watching the video, it's, it's the song doesn't give you bad vibes. It's okay. like, you know, he's just, it's actually, it, it makes, it's like a kind of sort of, like, bop in a weird, like, childish Gambino, like, a weird, awkward way. But um, if you look at the visuals, it's like there. And what I got from the visuals, like, okay, this is a happy-go-lucky person that's just like hopping and dancing all over around. It's like, oh, we can trust him, but little do you know that he's about to come, like he's about to mark you. and the whole time I was like, please don't shoot these little kids. Please don't shoot these little kids. Please oh, the ones that was dancing yeah, with him? I was thinking the same thing. I was like, please don't shoot these little kids. And he didn't, which is good. But, um, I mean, that was a message. It was shocking. I think I love when people, I love when artists put their thoughts into, like, visuals and the opposite of what Kanye West is doing, which we're not going to oh, talk about God, him. Oh, God, that's not. It's like, you know, and I, I take what I said back last episode. I was like, you know, I can really separate, you know, people's character from their music, but the shit that Kanye West is doing, I cannot separate that. So I had to really take that back. But shout out to Childish Gambino because I know you want to say something about Kanye West. No, no, I want to say something about Childish Gambino okay, because I saw a critique of the video that really had nothing to do with the video, but the fact that he has a white baby mama. I saw that, oh, but I wasn't and sure. So, I didn't do my research. It, it, he does have a white baby mom. I don't know if she's white. She looks white. Yeah, she looks white. So we don't she's know white. if she's white. She ain't black. Yeah, well, she she's white. not black. Well, we don't know that because she, she could be black. White. There are some black people that look white. But she's she looks white. She does look white. Yeah. But she could be black. She could be a lot of things. <laughs> she's she not looks black. White. She's white. Anyway, <laughs> okay, like, let's assume she's white. People are saying he has... You shouldn't even be talking about all of this stuff. That's not fair because that's his experience. I we mean, cannot take same, away from it's his experience. All these Negroes in um, Hollywood. Yeah, except for LeBron James. LeBron James and two James and, and two Kendrick. James. He's and married Kendrick. to and and she's Jay not black. And Gabriel, yeah, she's black. Your husband. She's Hispanic. No, Who? she's black. Kendrick Lamar's girlfriend, fiance. She was black. No, Gabrielle Union husband? Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade. You know, there's a few of them. I mean, but you know, <laughs> that's it. Jay Z. Jay Z. Jay motherfucking Z. We can give him at least dog, that. Snoop Dogg. So, I but I mean, the same for the, the Get Out fella. Right. Really? The fella, yeah. His, He's his British wife. though. He's no, British. no, no, no! Not the fella that played Get Out. The fella that wrote it. Oh, for real? Yeah. What's his name? I forgot his name. He switched up Peel, his whole look. Key and Peel, both yeah. of them married to white women. Huh. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. But uh, I think that's just like the Hollywood, and the reason why it's so interesting with the fella that wrote Get Out is because, like, are they not? Are you not talking about yourself? <laughs> yourself. Or like, this is weird. I'm confused. Listen, that's what he was and maybe, yeah, maybe so. Maybe that's like a part of their story. And maybe she's woke now because she's married <laughs> to a black man. I Who would knows? love to have an interracial couple on the show to really like talk about it. A famous interracial couple, because I don't. I mean, these regular interracial people. I think they My go through stuff is, too, though. Yeah. yeah, but I think that the issue comes in, and I think that like the narrative is when they're famous black men and they don't marry black women, and then they are a childish Gambino, where you talk about black America, but you're married to mm. 
someone that is not going to be able to relate to your story. So how do you pillow talk at night? It's just too much. It's a lot. It's a lot to unpack there. It's a lot to unpack just there. Well, the fact that that's even... The fact that we are discrediting him. For it? Yeah, because I am low-key. I mean, I'm not like... I'm not fully, but I do. There is a in the back of my mind, like, dang, you can't really relate either. I don't. In I fact, don't that think that's that. even a thought. It don't is, even matter no more because they're gonna do it. I don't think that they can't relate. I think that take me through your process when you were like, you know what? And I understand that love is love and love is blind, right? And it'll take over. I don't see color. I don't see color. color. But at what point, take me through that process. Because you had to, you had to, you had to ask yourself, you had to make that, that commitment to this, this, this other person. (laughs) And you had to go through your mind. Like, you know, what will my family think? What will my mom think? How do I feel? Like, walk me through that process. And I know that overall, it's all about love and feelings and who you connect with. Right. But. I want to know what was your thought press thought process throughout all of that, and did you consider your pro blackness while making that decision? Speaking of moms, one of these <laughs> basketball players, he ended up dating a white girl. His mama straight up was like, "I don't like her." I think it was Kevin Durant. Really? Yeah, he's dating people with those BDBs on his head. <laughs> His hair is disgusting. Listen, it makes me want to vomit. I have my thoughts on these basketball girls. <laughs> That's what he got. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> Freak. And here's the thing. I like white people. I have white friends. I Justin, just... <laughs> don't ever say that again. I'm not racist. I have white friends. I have, white I have friends. black friends. You know, but you sound like them. I just it's just too many of our successful and too many, too many is relative. I mean, it's just I mean, it's a lot of well-known successful black men who have are married, not have relations, but who are fully committed to <laughs> relations. To these others, and it's like, damn, bro, like you, you can, you can find that one, not one, exactly. And so I that's know- what that's what the issue is with when it comes to. Well, I think that's what the issue is when it comes to black females and them dating outside their race. Like we're not really just talking about you regular smegulars. We're talking about how y'all get money and then y'all leave. That's what it really is. Yeah, and I just, yeah, let's not talk about that. I've seen somebody say the reason Childish Gambino is with a white woman, though, is because black women don't date weirdos. That is so not true. That's partially true. Nah. Yes, it is. Nah, there are black women that are weirdos. Like, there are black women that act and are interested in the same thing that we're quote unquote yeah, calling weird. But that's from I, your experience, Car. You probably don't, you probably, that's from your experience, but I know of a ton of black weird women. Yeah, me too. I can name like 30 right I now. Can, I can name at least five that okay. I know for sure. That I went to college with. I'm not that saying I, I don't with. know weird women, and but then I Donald haven't. Donald Glover is not so, he's a rapper, he's not that weird. Like he's a rap- a rapper. Uh, 
weird. <laughs> That's just no what more the... weird than like Vanessa from the Cosby's. Think about it. Vanessa was weird. Vanessa was weird. Pointing, that's my point. Yep. Like, they're not so far. I think they do have black women that, you know. I think it's more acceptable for women. I think as far as dating goes, a non weird man will date a weird woman before a non weird woman will date a weird man. Black woman. Yeah, I say black. I say black. Yeah. Now, if you done known them for a long time, yeah. But like, just off the strength, like you walking down the street and you see a weirdo, you're not gonna like. I don't know. Listen, anyway. I think the new generation embraces the weirdos, and this is a prime example. Like they love the guys who look weird, quirky, cool. They're not like all put together, and it it could very well be just their generation. Yeah. Like that generation made Vans popular. Vans is a skateboarding shoe. Everyone wears Vans now. True story. That's how weird this generation is. Which my I think best is friend cool. just bought them, and I she bought them. the high tops, and I was like, "Why, bro?" I and love she was them because like, I like them. And, and they're only, and they only sixty dollars, girl. So you can buy new Vans over and over and over again. It'll still be cool. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, <laughs> the weirdness is definitely there. Okay. okay. Well, this month is also. Mental Health Awareness Month. Oh, it is. May. It is. So, in keeping with our seven healers, we are finally at the seventh healer, which is purpose. Why do I want to be healthy? If we do not know where we are going, we will never get there. If we do not know why we are trying, we are not motivated to try. To be healthy, we need a clear sense of our gifts, our talents, and our purpose. With this, we are a true force in the world. Without it, we are unstable and vulnerable. Mm. I like that. Be intentional in everything you do. And question so that you know why you're trying to reach the goal. Thank you, Dr. Fam. Yeah. This has yeah. been a great. I think we did like ten weeks with this. Yeah, let's recap all of the up. seven healers. Okay, because just real quick, not don't read it through, but like just yeah. list all of them, so that you guys can hear the seven healers again. One is air, two is water, three is sleep, four is diet, five is play, six is relationships, and seven is purpose. All seven of these are just in what he relates to a healthy being. Correct. correct? A healthy being. Correct. Being able to like, I guess, um, practice these on a daily basis and focus on these areas will help make and maintain a whole person, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. individually, spiritually, phys- physically, and emotionally. And that's what it pretty much touches, those those areas. Right. But he gets a little bit more specific for some. So... Um, if y'all need us to recap this for you, or if y'all want us to email that to you, I guess I can go ahead on and take lead for that. Sure. And, or we can um, just post it on Twitter. Oh, we can post it on Twitter. Exactly. <laughs> we can definitely I mean, do that. y'all got a better picture than this? Because... I can redo it. I okay. can redo it. I have a lot of time on my hands now, so I can redo it. <laughs> okay. um, but I thank you so much, Dr. Fam, for um, allowing me to um, you know air this on the show. But he really stands by it, and I love it. So... Um, I guess with all that being said, please put this into practice and go ahead on and find you a primary care physician who truly cares about your well-being. Don't just go 
to a provider just because they're on your the list that your insurance covered, like in network. Yeah, and your network, correct. So um, I'm glad I found him, and I'm glad you know he was able to share that with us. So thanks. Absolutely. And again, remember it's Mental Health Awareness Month. What color is that? Green. Green. That's my favorite color. Mine too. Yes. So speaking of that, really, there's no segue to really. <laughs> it's um, it's also Mother's Day today. Yay! Shout out to all the mamas. Mommy. Um, yeah, I have a lot of mamas in my life. Um, but we have a funny, some funny things to ask about <laughs> mothers. You want to so, talk about mothers. What is that from? White chicks. Yep. Oh. <laughs> totally missed that. Um, I've seen the movie though. Uh, so, what is one of the worst things you gotten in trouble for by your mama? So, this is really, really bad. And <laughs> I'm not the proudest of this moment, but, or this isn't the proudest of moments. Whatever. My senior year of high school. No, 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 no. My sophomore year of high school. That's a big difference. Yes. <laughs> um, my dad had just bought my car maybe like four months before. And my boyfriend was a senior, but he didn't have a car. And my best friend didn't have a car. And neither did her boyfriend. So the only way for all of us to see each other was <laughs> to be in my vehicle because I was the only one with the car. But you're absolutely not supposed to have like more than one teenager in the car with you like when you just get your license or whatever. Did you actually have your license or what, did you have your permit? No, I, I had my license. Mm. Um. So anyways, it was also hard for us to see each other because none of our parents let us date. Right. This is, again, these black people not letting their kids go out on dates. So you got to sneak around. That's terrible. Um, right. So anyways, it was Easter. <clears throat> and my dad was a truck driver. Right. And that means that, like, he leaves. Dumb early. Yeah. And, like, stays overnight places. So it was Easter Sunday. And for whatever reason, we were out of school on Monday. I don't know why, but I asked my daddy if me and my best friend could come stay at his house. And of course, my dad was like, yeah, sure. Asked my mom. She was like, yeah, that's fine. Her mom said, okay. But we invited our boyfriends. (laughs) (laughs) So y'all are from Dallas. Those uh, listeners that are not from Dallas, um... These two locations are about 30 minutes apart. So my dad lives in Dallas, almost DeSoto. Mm. And at the time, my friends and I, we were living in Irving. Mm. So That I is a to, little bit of a trek. Right. So I had to leave my dad's house in Dallas, go get them in <laughs> Irving, and then bring all three of them back Listen. to my dad's house, where there was no adult supervision. So I thought... Because my dad's wife, well, ex-wife now, but wife at the time had a key to his house. And he didn't tell me that she was coming over there. So 
she pops up at the house and we're all chilling in the living room watching movies eating popcorn uh <laughs> oh my god two boys two girls two boys two girls and she like flipped so obviously she calls yeah my everyone. parents um my mom was like stay there so i don't even remember how they got home because my brain was just like i'm in trouble yeah but my mom was un um usually calm like usually when i get in trouble my mom yell you know she do all that you grounded for this you grounded for that when i was little i used to get whoopings no she was like you stay there don't move so she was like, you come home in the morning. I was like, why shouldn't I be coming home tonight? Like, <laughs> right. So anyways, I got home the next day. And she was like, she was going to work. And she was like, you clean up the whole house. So I told a story. We were li- Me and my mom were living in Carrollton. So I went from Dallas to, to Irving to get them back to Dallas. But the next morning, I had to drive to okay. Carrollton. So anyways, um, she was like, you clean up the whole house. And we had a four bed- three-bedroom office, living room, kitchen <laughs> house with a dining room, too. So I cleaned up the whole house and she was like, and wash all your clothes. So I washed all my clothes and somehow my brain just shut down on me and I went to sleep on my bed with the clothes on my bed, like dry. (laughs) My mom came home and I heard the door. So I like jumped up like, oh my gosh. (laughs) She walked in my room and she looked at me and she was like, Fold the rest of those clothes up. I told you this house was supposed to be clean. My mom did not talk to me for six weeks. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, the most she would say to me is like... Get up. Get up. Do you have homework today? That silent treatment is deadly. Six weeks. (laughs) They took my car, obviously. She made me ride the bus to school. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so every day she would come in my room and she would be like, that bus is about to be here. You need to get out there. That's it. Did you wash those dishes? Eat all your food. <laughs> For six weeks, I promise you, that was worse than any whooping I ever got as a child. Anytime that she had yelled at me, like the one time she slapped me, like that was worse than anything. Because it was like... Are you mad or not? Like, are you going to tell me? Oh, my God. It was bad. So that's the worst thing I've ever done, (laughs) and that's the worst thing, you know, that I got in trouble for. Six weeks is dumb long. Yeah. I count it. I think I had a calendar. Like, she's she's still, still like, talking talking to me. me. I'm fine. I've done a lot of bad things, (laughs) but there are two things that stuck out Um, The by far the worst. I would say the worst... Um, one embarrassing, and then the other was, you know, it was really, really bad. So, um, the first one, I was probably like in fourth or fifth grade, and I, um, like me and one of my good friends, like my the neighbor across the street from me, her name was Cicely. Um, <laughs> Wait, know, fourth or fifth grade? It was like fourth or fifth grade, my okay. nigga. Like we were young. I can probably even say third grade. Mm-hmm. That's how early it was. <laughs> so, like my grandmother. 
my grandmother was, yeah my grandmother's alive yeah my grandmother at the time like she didn't work so she stayed at home so like i would have to walk i would walk across the street to sicily house and i would go get sicily and we would walk to the bus and sicily was more of a like a rebel than i was <laughs> so but you know that was like my homie my neighborhood homie um anyway so this one day like i got over to sicily house and sis was like man i don't feel like going to school man i was like bro me too i don't like i don't want to go <laughs> what? And, like, at that point, like, um, everyone worked in a house. She had, like, at least seven people, like, seven adults living in that house. In her house. In her house. And it was her and her brother. But, like, everyone, like, worked. And her brother was, like, in high school. He mm. played football for Nurse High. Shout out to Kuki. Anyway, so, like, <laughs> that day, we, I was like, bro, let's just stay home. I was like, no, she said, man, she was like, let's just stay home. I was like, for real? She's like, yeah, like, you know, everybody's going to work. Like, we good. We good. What? Right. Fourth, fifth, or third we grade. Were, I was in the <laughs> elementary, right? Like, what? And then not only that, my grandmother is right across the street from me. Because at that time, we lived with my grandmother. My grandmother was home. Right. Anyway, so um, we end up staying home. We missed the bus. And it's like, you know, at this point, you know, when it, when it hit like 830, like 9 o'clock in the morning, like all kids should be at school. There Correct. should be no kids out. In fact, there's a rule where if a cop see a kid walking on the street, he has to stop him and, like, see if they should be in school or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, so, like, we ended up staying home. We, like, we were, like, we took the back way to the corner store because I didn't want my grandmother to see me. Oh, my goodness. And then it's, like, maybe 1 o'clock, right? And then, bam, Kuki came home. And Kuki was her older brother. Right. Mind you, Kuki was, like, hella cool, but, like, he was a jokester also. Like, he loved, like, cracking jokes. He loved entertainment, period. So we knew that Kuki would, would react one or two ways. Like, he would be cool about it, wouldn't say something, or be cool about it and would say something. Right. right? So anyways, Kuki came home. He was real cool, like we expected. He was like, man, y'all tripping, bro. Like, y'all should have go to school, this, that, and the third. So next thing you know, like, I got my books, and I, like, I saw the bus, like, drop everyone off. So I got my bags, and I act like I was walking back. Like, I got off the bus and everything. Anyways, like, my mama come home. Well, she didn't come straight home. She went across the street to Sicily's house, So and that's where her parents were. And so they always just sitting on the porch, which is something that they normally do, but they wouldn't do it, like, right after school. It would be, like, around 6, six or 5 o'clock. Mm -hmm. And so she's like, Justin, come across the street. We just on the porch, just talking. <laughs> anyway, so I come across the street, me and Sicily looking at each other like, I knew something was wrong. Like, Sicily knew what's up, but she couldn't talk because everyone was Everybody's there. Everybody right? there. <laughs> she should have hit you with a hand there. signal or something. She was like, I was like, man, we we busted. Like, that's what I was thinking in my mind. And, like, I'm at this point, like, I'm scared of my mom. Like, she was a loving person, but she always put fear in my heart. Like, do not play with me. And mind you, my mom is, like, six feet. She don't play no games. Right. <laughs> so um, she was like, uh, so they, they was just shooting the shit like, what y'all did today, huh? And she was like, you know, we heard y'all was at the corner store all day. You know, like, you know, just really just talking to us like ain't nothing. Like, it was cool. Like, normally, right. like you said, they were act, acting unusual to how they would normally act. Right. And so I got busted. And my mama wore that ass. Like, she whipped me. <laughs> like, she, my mama did not. She did not spare the ride. Like, she wore my ass out. And that was probably the last time I skipped school um, until senior skip day. Right. Yeah, which I, you know, it's like, come on now, what you going to do? But the second time I got in trouble, my dad, my stepdad worked offshore. And 
he would work like three weeks on and like two weeks off. Mm-hmm. So he would have like, he had this huge leather bag. And obviously if you work offshore, like you're working with a whole bunch of men. And like my stepdad, he had like these porno magazines. <laughs> <laughs> I already you know, know where what? this is going. <laughs> so like when my dad would come back, when my stepdad would come back in town, like, you know, we would all go eat out on Friday nights. And then like Saturday would be like him and my mom's day. So we would stay home. But it just so happened that my stepsister and my little sister, they would go get their hair done by Miss Bueller Saturday morning. And Miss Bueller had a whole lot of clients. So I know that they would be there until like... <laughs> they would be there all day. They would be there all day, right? <laughs> so I'm at home by myself and I'm like, man, I want to go look at his porn magazines because I would go sneak in his stash to look at <laughs> his magazines. <laughs> so I, I did his... I, um, I looked at his magazines. I did whatever I had to do. And I, I don't know what happened to this day. I don't know, like, who called me outside, but I end up leaving the porn magazines on their beds. And I was the only person oh at the house. So my stepdaddy, like, he, he's just, like, being a man, like, bro, shaking his head, man. Like, you don't make no sense. And my mom was like, well, Justin, who left that? Like, like you know, who left it on the, like, on the bed? I was like, I don't know who left that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I don't know who. Like, I was sticking with my word. I was How like, old were you? I was probably 11 at this time. Okay. Like in the sixth or seven. I was definitely in the seventh grade, seven or eighth grade. Okay. <laughs> but I mean, I had like two magazines out. It was open. It was almost as if I did what I was doing. I was like, man, after I did what I was doing, I was like, I'm going to play outside. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you completely did. I completely <laughs> forgot. Embarrassing moment after embarrassing moment after embarrassing moment. But that was probably by far the worst to that. And it was just like, it's like, what am I going to do with this child? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, How did you know about the porno mags? Because um, it was just, that's something that he always had. Like, sometimes whenever he'll come in, like, he'll leave his bag, like, on the front, like, near the front door. And I used to listen to his CD players because I oh, loved music. Oh, so you music. would just go so in I would in just there. go in his bag. I would get all his, like, I would play with all his stuff. Like, whatever he had, I would, because he had more gadgets than I did. Mm-hmm. And this was around the time where I was, like, transitioning away from toys and I want to like listen to music and stuff like that so when I found those porn magazines I was like perfect like when this nigga come home I'm good <laughs> so um, yeah that's how that happened was but that was, before your HBO cable box this was after so I was oh. I already knew it so with HBO cable box you had to wait until those shows come on and you needed it right then you and was like, it was available they right? yeah, I'm going you was young until I'm in full of come right exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so dead. But it was so funny though. Like to, I, we haven't talked about it till this day. When I go home, I may want to bring that up and see. Like Please what y'all do. really thought? What did y'all? She really probably think? forgot all about it, right? But I'm a boy, so it's just like, come on, bro. Like what you expect? You got fucking porn magazines in your bag. I'm going to look at them, right? Right. So, oh my god. <laughs> um. So I was like, I think I, yeah. So I was getting ready to go to college. So I was 17, I believe. And uh, my mom had this boyfriend named Mark, who we hated. <laughs> Mark was like a leech. What Mark do to you? Mark was like, he, was, he didn't have no job. He was just a leech. I mean, he basically just leached off of us and my mama. Mm-hmm. So he had basically moved in with us. And my mama and Mark... We used to hear them doing it. It was just bad. So we were living in a three-bedroom apartment. Mm-hmm. And so something happened where 
I needed to get some. I, I was getting ready to go somewhere or something, and I, my mama had all the makeup, and I didn't really start wearing makeup until I was like a senior in high school. So my mama had all the makeup. I was going to her bathroom to get the makeup. Well, her and Mark were in the room, but I was defiant. So I just, I ain't knock. I didn't say <laughs> nothing. I just walked in the room. To this day, I didn't. I don't know what I saw because they weren't having sex, but for some reason, Mark was naked. So I guess maybe she was giving him head or they were like about to have sex. I don't know. All I know is he was naked. I walked in. So like you walk in the room and like you can see the room, but the bathroom was like right here. So basically I walked in and turned right to the bathroom and just like went and got her stuff and then walked out. But like he was naked. I didn't see his penis, but like I saw that he was naked. Right. But I didn't I wasn't looking at him. I just went in, got the stuff and left out. My mama came out of that room, y'all. Wore your ass out. She she didn't whoop me because I was older, oh. but she oh, you said slapped. 17. Yeah, she slapped me in my face. <laughs> and she was like, Don't you ever come in my room without like Saying nothing or whatever, not without knocking. I was like, ain't nobody even see nothing. Y'all was probably doing like I was like talking back, and then she slapped me again. <laughs> she was like, you don't talk to me like that, blah blah blah. <laughs> and like it was literally because she had never like she wasn't um, like a corporal punishment type of person. Mm. Like she would put us in the corner yeah. or like ground us or whatever, but she would never hit us. Mm. So the fact that she slapped me twice, I was like, okay, this is real. And like, and I think it like, and I was like, don't nobody like him anyway. Like, he's well, stupid or something. You know. say ain't nobody and don't nobody and I'm fitting up. Like, yeah, you know, that's when Yeah. Bad. And so I just was like, don't nobody like him anyway and blah, blah, blah. Just talking junk. It was so terrible, but I did not see his. I think she thought I saw whatever. I saw him naked or something like that, but I didn't see him. I was just in there for a purpose. And Mark, <laughs> I got my purpose and I came out. And so I don't even know if we've talked about this to this day, but like she slapped the crap out of me. <laughs> and Mark silly behind just sitting in sitting there, there, probably still naked. And then I hated on. him. I hated him. Like, so it just made it worse. So then after she slapped me and like, I think she made me go to my room. Later that day, he came. Like we, we were all in in the house, and he was looking stupid. And I'm just like, you're. I couldn't say nothing. But I'm like, you're stupid, you bum. <laughs> but I couldn't say nothing. So anyway, that was the worst. Cause my mama just didn't hit us like that. My grandmother did, but my mama didn't hit us. So anyway. I don't think that I want to talk to my mom about that. Episode. That day, <laughs> she probably stopped talking to you again. All right. The thing about Ma'am. it is moms know, like, they just know. Like, they know everything, even when you don't tell them. I feel like they have a superpower. Like, they know their child. They know their child. They do. Like, I've one. literally raised you since birth. I know when you're lying. I know how you look when you're about to lie. I know how you look when... <laughs> I know I know you. They do be knowing. I just mean, know. <laughs> I don't really see how, though, because it's still some things I got away with. So if you knew how I get away with it then... Not necessarily they know in detail, but they know when you like they you're know when you're doing you're it. They know something. when you having sex. They know when you have little trifling ass friends and they know what it's about. Like they know like mm-hmm. that era. They know more so of the the stages that you go through and they fully know I can't trust this little heifer right now. And I they don't you don't get in trouble because they don't have full proof. Correct. But they know. They know. Okay. Yeah. Listen. Cause my mama, yeah, like 
she used to yell, or my grandmother used to yell at us about stuff, and I'd be like, we're not even doing nothing, but really, we were. <laughs> she, but of course, we're not going to say nothing. Right. But, but the fact knew. that we really would be like, we're not even doing nothing. <laughs> you have an attitude, yeah. but you really are doing you really something. Are. Yeah. You're doing everything she's saying. Right. Okay, <laughs> so we're going to get into the mother appreciation <laughs> Listen. Because that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna appreciate that. <laughs> it's three probably already been women. an hour, huh? Oh yeah, we're fully into fifty-two minutes. Shit, and 20 we have seconds. to hurry up. <laughs> so the first thing we're gonna do is take a moment and describe who your mother is to you. Hmm. So uh, my mom, I would consider my mom to be a like loving warrior. Mm. Wow. Because she's very, like, she's strong. Like, I mean, she's the level of strength that she has and the, 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 her ability to endure, her ability to love someone until they're able to, like, come out of whatever funk they have mm. is admirable to me. Um, she is a cool mother. Um, she's definitely not a mother that would, you know, let like cool in a way, like, let's just go fuck off and do some dumb shit. She's not like that, but she's cool in a way where she can be relatable and she has an ability to like soften you up and make you cry. Yes, she does. (laughs) Um, and I like that about her because she has a level of strength where it's like, you know what? Don't fuck with me. Don't play with me. Keep it 100. But I can also like... Like Ian, let's say, allow you to lay on my bosom and cry at times, which is very important for me because uh, growing up, I was a very emotional child. I was very in tune with my emotions. Like grown ups used to say that I had an old head all the time because it was my ability to like analyze and process things. It would be like really faster than other people my age range. So I was really in tune with my feelings. And growing up at that time, like my mama, like I think she caught on to that. And she played the opposite. So she was really tough on me. So I can like really not be soft. Um, but that didn't do anything to me because I'm still soft. I'm still a lover. Like it really didn't like, you know, what she thought what she was, I don't know what it was, but it um I don't know, I'm still a lover. But like she is just she provides I and I can't really find the right words to describe the level of love I have for in our relationship. Um I've seen her grow well, she has seen me grow within her lifetime and I have seen her grow mm. within my lifetime. And I think that's one of the most beautiful things that you can see are beautiful moments that you can have with your parents because you can you're grown enough to see them transition and mature in a way that it's um beneficial to y'all's relationship. Um she respects me as a man, as an adult. I can see where, you know, she no longer do some of the things that she did when I was a child. However, she still throw her nuts around whenever necessary, whenever she deems necessary. Um, And the relationship is cool because I allow her to do that. And then she also allowed me to be like, you know, look, I'm the man. I'm not the man, but, you know, I'm your son, your oldest son. I'm putting my foot down on this decision and this is what it's going to be. So for us to be able to reach this level of... I can't, I don't know the right word to say, but in in our, you know, for us to reach this level, it is beautiful to me. I probably respect my mom more now than I've ever respect her. Mm. Um, And it's because I can see whatever has happened to her 
growing up or whatever, whatever has led her to be who she is today um, is a true test to how um, embracing change as an adult can be beneficial to that adult. Like right now, I don't see how I can, I know I can change in different ways, but you know, I don't know what that next level would be like me being an adult at, you know, whatever age, not necessarily age, but just some more so the experience. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I would probably describe her as a loving warrior. Like she's going to like go to war with you while provide that love of comfort, love, um, and support. Like she supports me, even though like whenever something goes wrong, she'd just be like, baby, come home, come, come back to Louisiana. And I'd be like, mom, I don't need that. I need <laughs> you to like, you know, I can do this. Mm-hmm. Encourage me a little. So, um, but overall, yeah, that's it. Beautiful. Thank you. You want me to go or you want to go? You can go. So my mom um, and my relationship was strained for a long time because she had me super young and I, um, and I lived with my grandparents. So, um, it didn't really start to, well, I take that back. So when I was a little kid, my parents used to come and visit us. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't around my mom all the time. Um, but what I remember about her was that she was always really pretty. Like she always dressed well Mm -hmm. and she always smelled really good. And smell (laughs) is like a huge thing for my memory. Like I remember smells, Mm -hmm. colognes, like the cologne, like uh, my granddad and my dad used to wear, I re- if I smell it on somebody, I will remember that. Or it'll take me back to a specific time. So I always remember that she was really, really pretty and she always smelled good. And she was always like touchy-feely. So she always hugged us. She always like rubbed our hair. Mm-hmm. She always made sure that we had that physical affection. So as a kid... I would crave that from other people and especially from her because she was the only person that gave that to me. Mm-hmm. Then when I became a teenager, I started to kind of resent her because of all of the drama that happened with her and my dad and all of that. But even in the midst of that, like I think the the words to describe my mom would probably be um she's a she perseveres. Mm. And she also, like, always shows unconditional love. So no matter whether... Now, it may take her a while to get there because she is very feisty, I guess is the word. Mm -hmm. Um, We're pretty much the same person, but she's, I think, more feisty than I am. Um, She will give you her undying love and support, even if... She falls down on her face. She will still love over and over until that person is like, I don't want to love you anymore. Mm. But she will continue to love. And it has shown me so much strength in like her marriages when she was married to my dad, even in her marriage to my stepdad now. Um, she will give her last to her kids no matter what her situation is. Mm. Even now, like, I'll be like, Ma, like, I'm getting a new apartment. Can you come decorate? And she will come. Um, She is just, she's a giver, and she continuously excels in her position because of being a giver. Like, people just kind of gravitate toward her. So she just has this, 
like light around her. I mean, every all my friends that have met her love her. Mm-hmm. Um, she just lights up a room, and it's it's a legitimate thing. Now she does like on the flip side, like we get into it, we bump heads a lot because we're so similar, and she's super stubborn, sometimes to a fault. But at the end of the day, I think that once she gets over that emotion, like, and she's able to think logically, she generally makes like very sound and logical decisions such that like I, for a long time, and this was a point of contention in my relationship where if she would say something, I would just believe her Mm -hmm. or I would just go with whatever she said because I knew that what she was saying was right. And sometimes, you know, with moms, I'm sure all of y'all can attest to this, like, yeah, their decision may be right, but it still ain't what you want to do. Right. So, uh, you know, we've bumped heads a lot of times because of that. But I think I'm I'm thankful that I have someone who's who's young but also wise at the same time. Because my mom is not 50 yet, but she still has been through so much where she can give me so many nuggets of knowledge um, and really, like, embraces me with love regardless of how much we fight. So she's... And she's gorgeous. So it's like, that's another thing. It's like, everybody think my mama fine. And like, she, you know, she got a big booty and big boobs, which is where I, I think I get them from her. I don't know. But. <laughs> well, if she has them, she's then I'm stacked. sure you get well, them from her. Yeah, I think I got that and some, yeah. But anyway, yeah, my mom is um, the total package. So. Oh, that's sweet. The total package. Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. So, um, I think a lot of people say, you know, like, my mom is the strongest person I know, and I'm just going to start with that. Like, my mom is the most resilient and strong person I've ever met in my life, um, and it's it's emotionally and mentally, because my mom um, was one of three her mom had three kids. Um, her brother was killed when she was 17, uh, her senior year in high school. Um, my grandmother passed away six weeks after my mom found out that she was pregnant with me. Um, and then my aunt died my senior year of high school. So basically every person in her immediate family outside her dad, which... She didn't really grow up with her dad. He was like a real live Rolling Stone. Like, for real, they played that song for him at a family reunion. And I was like, y'all real wrong for this. But anyways, um, (laughs) she has siblings that her dad had, but she obviously didn't grow up with them and didn't talk to him. So her immediate family has been gone for the majority of her life. Um, She was 30 when her mom died. Um, And... I don't know what that feels like. I don't know what it feels like to lose anybody in my immediate family, but especially at the age of 17 and then when you're pregnant and then when you the last person you have before you're 50, they die. You know, and so um when I look at her emotionally, oh, and then not to mention the fact that my brother's punk ass daddy, she got pregnant with him and he left when she told him that she was pregnant. So And then my dad, they got a divorce after only being married five years. So she's just been through so much. 
um, in her years of life, and she just does not give up. It does not take away the smile that she has on her face. Does she have her days where she misses her loved ones? Absolutely. But she's still an amazing person to other people. Yeah. Um, she's a very sweet person. I say this to my mom all the time. My mom is everything I'm not. Not that I'm not a nice person, <laughs> but my mom has this this temperament and this beautiful spirit that I I hope to one day possess. Um, she she is a light. Like literally, she will come in a room and she will light it um, just because of her spirit and being loving and giving. She will give her last, and even if she doesn't have much to give. Um, but now at the point that we're at, my mom is my best friend. My mom is my confidant. My mom is a shoulder to cry on. Last year when I went through the breakup that I went through, we like were click tight. It was like, that was the first time my mom and I were able to really talk about her experiences in relationships. Mm -hmm. She really opened up to me because she could see how much I was hurting. And, um, it was just like, you know, I finally have somebody to talk to that's that's older and will listen to me, but then also give me words of wisdom. Um, and, you know, like, she's my shopping partner. She's the person I call when my daddy is getting on my nerves. I call her and be <laughs> like, girl, let me tell you what your ex-husband did today. <laughs> and she listens, but she also tells me when I'm wrong. Like, my mother never just takes my sides on things. I tell her a lot that I go through in life. Um, especially at the point that we're in when it comes to relationships, friends, work, my my family. She never just says, you know, what I want to hear. She's always going to be truthful with me and she's always going to tell me when I'm wrong and how I can improve. But in the same thing, she's going to motivate me and support me in whatever it is that I do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just, I just wish to one day be the mother that she is and also the woman that she is um, as a whole. Because she's my everything. Um, with that, though, we've to- told everyone who our mother is to us. But we all have siblings. Yeah. We've all had step-siblings. Mm-hmm. How do you share that person that you just described, that's all of that to you, how do you share that? Um, I would say I don't share it. I probably share it just because I have to, but if it was up to me, I wouldn't share her at all. But how I share her is, um, you know, so it's me and my little sister. She's, we're nine years apart. So she's 23 or 24. Um, and then I have, uh, two stepsisters, um, which one of the stepsisters, um, didn't live with us growing up, but one of them did. Um, my stepsister who lived with us and my mom had probably the worst relationship, but it was because of my stepsister choosing not to embrace my mom, like how, you know, it typically is. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, my mom loved her, you know, just like she loved us, Mm -hmm. um, within reason to how like my stepdad allowed her, I guess, because there their motto going in was, you raise yours, I'll, I'll raise mine. mine. You, re- you make sure yours respect me, I'm going to make sure mine respect me. Unfortunately, um, he didn't keep his end of the bargain because, you know, obviously, you know, he worked offshore. So 
um, him not being there, you know, she wasn't like disrespectful, but it just wasn't. She was disrespectful at times, and then it was like a lack of appreciation because, like, my mom would literally do everything, probably more than what her mom would do. It was mm-hmm. that, like, and to me, I'm like very uh, controlling uh, when it comes to my mom. Um, so I didn't really have to share my mom in that ways because she didn't really like my mom anyways. So it was like, okay, mom, let's go get a snowball. <laughs> like, you know, let's leave. Let's get away from this negative energy. Um, and then I probably say like my mom and my biological or my maternal sister, um, she, uh, they got along up until probably her freshman year in college. Um, and obviously, you know, my mom did everything for my little sister. Like, I mean, my sister had everything, debutante, everything she wanted, like any gadgets because she was the baby. It was mm-hmm. like, you know, where we wanted tennis shoes, she wanted like a motor scooter. So like, you know, she got one big gift, which was probably um, the best gift she can get with, you know, so she just got everything that she wanted. But then um, obviously, I don't know, like mothers and daughters go through a transition. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. maybe y'all can attest to that. Um, and they still haven't fully come out of that cycle. Um, I think they are kind of sort of coming out of that cycle, but I think my sister has to, um, I don't think life has really hit her yet. So like everything is still like peaches and cream, like flowers, you know, like everything is smelled good, like roses. So I feel that she can, which I'm pretty sure she probably appreciates my mom in her own way, but from me looking at, me looking at the situation, I feel that she can do a little bit more. Um, and my mom is the type of person where, like, you know, she'll pop off when necessary. And, like, she's she speaks very aggressively. I think that's where when I speak hard or when I, quote, unquote, speak hard or, quote, unquote, speak aggressively, I get it from her because she just speaks with a lot of passion. And it can be uh, misunderstood as, like, aggressiveness or whatever. So... Like, if my mom, like, goes there, like, she'll be the same person to be like, okay, you know, you know, I'm headed home from work. Um, I'm I'm going to get you, like, two pounds of crawfish. Let's go on a date and just eat crawfish. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, she'll do simple stuff like that, simple gestures like that to let you know, like, hey, I apologize in my own way without having to apologize, right? Right. <laughs> That's so, a mama thing. Yeah, yeah, I'm a feed you, something like that. So, um so I don't necessarily have to share her with my sister yet. I still have her to myself. Like, mm. I mean, she literally says me and my sister is like night and day. I'm like, she basically let it, not that she, I am her favorite, but like we vibe more than her and my little sister. And I think through the little subliminal comments like that, it has made my sister like not feel a way about it. But she understands that me and my mom are the same type of people mm-hmm. and she is different from us. So it's kind of like, okay. Like, where we may be over the top, Sierra may be like, y'all tripping. Like, let's just go, you know? Yeah. But me and my mom may be, like, all in it and colorful, and my sister's like, y'all doing the most, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that's where it is. So I don't really have to share right now. I don't feel like I have to share her right now. Maybe when, like, her and my sister come out of that cycle and her and my sister are bonding on that, like, woman-to-woman type shit, then I'll be like, hold on, bro. What's going on? Why you not calling me? So Does your sister want kids? Yes, she. My sister wants five kids. Then maybe where their like serious bonding comes in. Okay. Yeah. I can't wait until they get to that place because my mom, my mom desires that relationship from her. Like, my she feel that my my she she feels that my sister has a better relationship with her stepfather 
than with her own mom. And any mother would feel some type of way about that whenever she feels that she's trying to give her all. Right. And granted, my sister's not a terrible person, but, you know, it's like you said how, like, you know, this is the first time you and your mom kind of, like, vibe at that level. And, like, now you've experienced a new level with her. And then, like, she's, like, mm-hmm. your best friend and stuff like that. So, But it takes a level of maturity to get there. And I think correct. I think Sierra, Sierra may get to, there yeah. post-college. Yeah. Well, she graduated, so this oh, is Oh, she did college. graduate. Yeah. I forgot. So she, but, she's, but it's going to take her young. like... Yeah, she's still young. It's going to take late 20s. I say when she hits like 25, 26, that's when it'll really start like... Right. The transition will happen. Right. I hope so. I can't wait because my mom, she desires it. She's just like, you know... I mean, she still doesn't fall back from being her or doing her. Right. But that still doesn't take away from what she desires and wants to foster a relationship. So, you know, um, they have a beautiful relationship, but I just can't wait until they be like best friends again because they're just, they're actually more alike than me and my mom are like. Believe it or not. That's why they don't like each other. Which is like That's why. That's why they don't like each other. Yeah. That's exactly. I mean, not that they don't like each other, but that's why they're not like. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're just alike. Like my mom is retired and I, I know you have to explain, but like my mom is retired and my sister feel like she needs to go to work. I'm like, girl, don't get your ass out <laughs> of my damn face. Right. Like she, I mean, she can still go to work because her. she feels that her stepdad is working. I mean, my, my, I, I hate calling him stepdad. My dad, my dad is working. Mm-hmm. And she feels that my mom needs to be working as well. I'm like, girl, sit your ass. I mean, ass. that's their prerogative. Right. If it works oh for them. And it literally God. works for them. Like, he's not Sierra's hard tripping. She doesn't right. need to go to work. Sierra but tripping. for whatever my sister, for whatever reason, my sister feel like she needs to go to work. <laughs> I'm like, girl, you need to get out of her house. How about that? Yeah. How about that? How about you get out? That's correct. That's what it is. Because you're paying attention to the wrong damn thing. <laughs> they grown and married. Right. Been working. Well, at least, I mean, I think that's a good thing to be able to say that you don't have to share your mom when you've had a sibling for so long. Thank you, Jesus. Because I am the exact opposite. I've (laughs) been sharing my mom since day one. Um, And I'm very protective of my mom. So I think, you know, like I just mentioned when I explained who she is to me, um, my mom is such a sweet person that people will take her kindness for weakness and I'm so much like my daddy. Like, my daddy just is not about the BS at all. Like, he's just, like, really straightforward. Um, I'm very protective of my mother. And not that I feel like my brother has done anything to her that's, like, super disrespectful. But I just feel like, hey, it's my, like, it is your mom, but she's my, my mom. mom. That's how So... You don't say nothing out the side of your neck. Neither should your girlfriend. Neither should your child. Like, nobody will say anything out the side. And like I said, not that he does. I'm just saying, like, that's how I feel. Mm -hmm. And it's been issues with my brother and I before because um, it'll be like Mother's Day. And I'll make all these plans for her. And he'll be like... Well, why didn't you tell me that you was flying? This is when I was living in Atlanta. Why didn't you tell me that you was flying um, mama to Atlanta? I ain't know I had to. <laughs> My mama, like, I wanted her to be here with me for Mother's Day. So I sent her here with me for Mother's Day. And I don't know how to get out of that because I feel like I have to protect her. So I, don't, I really don't know what it is, but it's very hard for me to... 
only see her as our mother and not just my mom. It's tough. And I, I've never shared her with any step-siblings. I've shared my dad with step-siblings. But um, my mom, like, that's my nigga. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> I just don't know how to get out of that. I make so many decisions for my mom. Like, one year, I flew her. She and I, we went to Vegas, mm -hmm. and I didn't ask him. And he felt some type of way about that. And it's just hard for me to get out of that because I just feel like, well, you don't always make plans for her. And so... That's the thing I was going to say. Like... You subconsciously, you subconsciously know and consciously know who is like probably there more than the other sibling. So you kind of like got dibs on that. Like, don't you consult with me? How about that? You let me know whenever you want her, and then I can let you know when she's available. Correct. So, and that's I how I feel. I fully get it. No, I mean, I it. and like I, don't I said, get it. like I said, I try not to. But a lot of, I think, just where my mom and I were when I was younger, a lot of her pain, I think I took on some of that. Mm -hmm. And so there is there is sometimes like this, you know, I guess I have resentment towards his father, someone that I don't even know that mm -hmm. doesn't really affect me, but did affect me because it's my mother. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I just be like, I mean... Right. It's my mama, so I'm going to do what I want to do. But my mom does not like um, for me and my brother to, one, be into it at all, but especially over her. Because for her, there is no, I'm your mama or I'm his mama. Like, I'm y'all's mom. Like, she's like, y'all are both my kids. I love y'all both equally, which I kind of think I'm the favorite. But <laughs> um, she... She doesn't like play that. Like she doesn't like pick sides of her kids or whatever. So mm -hmm. it's just hard for me. Um, and I mean, I just know once I have kids, like she and our level, our relationship is gonna go to you know even different level. So I don't know. I just protect her. So for sure. I've always shared my mom because it's three of us. So it's like. If there's a holiday or something, which is why I don't understand, because if there's a holiday, I just call everybody to be like, hey, what are we doing? Mm. Um, it's always a we thing. Now, I think I'm the favorite, but <laughs> um, she's never told me I was the favorite. Yeah, she always says, either. I love each of you equally, which I'd be like, you lying, but it's okay. <laughs> um, I think my mom is close or it loves the child the most who's closest to her at the time. So in proximity and if somebody needs something. Mm -hmm. So, like, my sister lives with her now. So, of course, they're closer because they see each other more often, That's whatever. That's not the case for me. Yeah. I um, Well, it is. Yeah. It's like that for me. My mom and I talk not as often as we used to talk every day, but she has her own thing going on. So, I, you know, we probably we try to talk at least twice a week. Um, but, yeah, I've just always shared her. So, it's not uh, abnormal for me to be like. And I didn't grow up with her in the house until I was older. So I think that made it different for me because once we lived with her, it was everybody. So it was like, okay, y'all, what are we doing for mom? Like, y'all want to put in for a gift? We going to all fly down there? Like, what we going to do for her as a whole? Right. So I've always... But I do think that we each have our own special connection with her mm -hmm. about something. So it's like, you know, me and her talk about everything. 
Sometimes I don't, and she doesn't know how to draw the line in the, in the sand from daughter to friend, and so the lines get blurred and it causes issues. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know how? She doesn't. Do you? Um, I have now started really creating boundaries because she will use certain things against me sometimes. And I'm like, you can't do that because I told you that like as a friend and you really like are bringing that up right now and it's not the time. And vice versa, like for instance, we got, in, we got into it when I was dress shopping because we go into, I think I might've told y'all this story. We go into the store and um, she wasn't with me. So we went into the room and picked all the little, I was at Kleinfeld. We picked all a whole bunch of dresses and then, I always knew before I even got in there, I knew I wanted a long sleeve dress, but they didn't have a lot of options. So I was like, okay, I'll try some other stuff, but I really don't really want these. I know what I want. So I go in there and I try on this dress that almost looks identical to the dress she wore at her wedding to my stepdad. Mm -hmm. So I tried on like a whole bunch of dresses and then I picked like my top four or something like that. So then I come out in this dress and as soon as I walk out, because it's just like the show. I wasn't on the show, but like you walk out and they, you know, they, you turn around and it's like, oh, the dress. Yeah. So it was like a, another, like, it was two black ladies there too. So my mama was there with me. And as soon as I come out, she's like, oh my God, that is my dress. <laughs> she proceeds to pull up her wedding picture to show the other black ladies in there that that dress looks exactly like her. So then as soon as she said that, I said, you know, I'm not getting this dress right. <laughs> so then she got mad. You're being disrespectful. I said, no, I'm not. I just don't want a dress that looks exactly like your dress. I want my dress to look exactly like my dress, not your dress. Mm -hmm. So then she got mad and got offended as a mother because I don't want to wear her dress and that's disrespectful. And I'm like, you should understand as a woman that I don't want to wear the same dress as you because as soon as I walk down the aisle, you know what you're going to do? Do the same thing you just think, which is pull your dress out (laughs) and show everybody that I wore your dress. I'm not doing that. So we got into this huge argument. Courtney said she wanted to wear my dress. Well, then let Courtney wear your dress. I'm not Courtney. Like, I don't know what you want to say. So she doesn't, like, sometimes she... Like, she'll want to be my friend, but then, like, she'll want to be my mama. And I'm like, you can't, like, sometimes, the older I get, the more I just want you to be my mama. For sure. Yeah. And, like, because I, I have my own friends. Like, I don't need you. And especially because I'm about to get married, like, Ben is all concerned about our relationship. And, like I said, like, sometimes I will take her word as gospel. So I have to learn how to, like, draw the line in the sand with her. Mm-hmm. But it's like that with all of my siblings. Like, she gets mad at my sister all the time. She's talking to me in any kind of way. Well, you be talking to her any kind of way, too. So, like, y'all <laughs> yeah, both talking. Yeah, but you, when you adults, you can't talk. You, I don't care. Like, I feel like respect is For a sure, thing yeah. that's reciprocated. You can't just talk to folks any kind of way, even though you are their mama, unless they did something. But, like... I'm 30. Like, you're not going to cuss me out. Like, you're not going to cuss me out. Yes, absolutely. It's out. When my mom gets to that point uh, of when I know that she's about to, um, I call it throwing her nuts on the table, I get very quiet and I get very specific with her. Like, so I understand what you're saying. Because yeah. I do, I do, like, I don't let her, like, just do whatever. Yeah, you can't do it no more. Yeah. Now, if I'm 16, okay. Speak your piece. But I'm like, like I'm about to, I'm a whole like engaged person. Like you're not about to like cuss me out or about a dress that you like. And then she really didn't get it. Like she still to this day doesn't understand why I didn't buy that dress. I said, for one, I didn't want a sleeveless dress. So that's really the main one. Number two, immediate. I'm talking about y'all. I didn't even stand up on the pedestal before she had pulled out her whole wedding photo album on Facebook to show these folks. 
her that dress. it looked like, and then she was like, "Well, you should be honored that it looks like my dress. Why should I be honored? Like, I get it. Like, you look beautiful in your dress, but it was your dress, <laughs> not my dress." <laughs> well, listen, so, Carly, y'all are near an age. We are. We're and we're in the same decade. Are the well, kind same of person. Kind of in the same decade. Y'all are the same person. Her fuse is a little shorter than mine, but what? she be yeah. See, you, yours is a little bit more controlled. That's what I'm saying. But your fuse is still shorter. Mm-mm. My fuse is actually not as short as you think. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but y'all are the same person. Y'all are very close in age. We are really similar. And I've witnessed y'all together. Um, and I think... Do you think has... Well, never mind. What? Do you think that it's because y'all are so close in age that maybe... I think it's it's a it's definitely a portion of it, but it's not all. But of it. it's not all of it. I okay. think it's just I think the age thing has to do with us trying to figure out whether we're friends or mother daughter. Have y'all always been like shared that space, like friends, mother, like friends or mother, Mm-mm. or did this just happen recently? When we got when I got okay. older, not recent, probably in the last ten years. Okay. So I guess it is recent, but okay. yeah, it's um. But anyway, say all that to say, I've shared her forever. But she's just a mess. <laughs> so we won't go into issues that we've had in the past, but how did y'all repair? Because we've all expressed before some things that we've gone through. How did y'all repair the relationships and what do they look like now? Um, in the past, like I think I mentioned on the show, like I used to write my mom letters. She was not the biggest communicator. Um, her, 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 her main thing was like, I'm the mother. Like, I'm the mama. <laughs> You're the child. Stay in a child's place. I will handle all the adult things. You handle the things that you are supposed to handle, like school. Um, so that's how we communicated in the past. And, like, now, um, I'm, how we got over things, how we get over things now is more so, like, I think it would be more so for me, I help her um, identify like what the problem really is, you mm-hmm. know, like, you know, sometimes she react and it may be off of a reaction. And I'm like, well, this is what you did. Mm-hmm. Like, If you did this, like, what are some of the responses that, how would you expect someone to respond to you that way? Mm-hmm. And so like, of course she has to swallow this hard pill, but I do it in a very um, therapeutic way. It's not something that is like, you know, well, you were wrong, but I'm like, you know, let's think about this. And for her, how she get through things with me is that, like, she just allow me to, um, she can really tap into that inner kid in me, if that makes sense. So whenever I'm, like, angry or whenever I'm, like, I want to, like, go ham, mm-hmm. she'll just say, like, something very, very piercing, it just makes me want to be like, I just want to hug, Mama, please. <laughs> um, so that's how we get through things. Well, and I, I say this because that's how we are able to like really help grow each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what it is. Um, like t- today, I was, today wasn't my best days. One of my best was like probably one of my was not one of my best days. And she texts me, mind you, I hadn't spoke to her all weekend. She texts me at like five o'clock. I didn't answer. She said, hi, Justin. How are you? How are you doing? What are you doing? 
I didn't text back. And then, like, as we were recording, she texted this. She said, place all your thoughts and wants and needs in Jesus' hands, and he will take care of you and your needs. I love you with a bunch of emojis. And um. what she said was exactly what I needed to hear because what I was thinking all day was just, like, you know. Yeah. All that. So she just, like, her timing is, like, on point. Like, she doesn't speak with several words. But what she does is very piercing, and it connects, and I'm able to, like, move forward and grow from that. And we're able to grow and, I guess, get over it together. So it's pretty dope. That's beautiful. That is nice. Me and my mama fight like cats and dogs most of the time. And I like to point out, so now that I'm an adult, I will point out to her where she's wrong and try to break it down logically to be like, you just made an emotional decision. It's okay, but let's move forward from that because it was wrong in these ways. And vice versa. We um, and, and generally what happens is we get mad at each other. We don't talk for a few days and then we talk again and then we'd be like, okay, I see where you was coming from. And then keep it moving. Right. It's very like, I think, you know, it's very short. As far as the getting over things, um, if we do take longer than that, I'm trying to think. There was a one time where we took like two weeks and we didn't talk. And I forgot what it was about. But it wasn't even that serious, but we made it into a thing. And she finally apologized. And that's all I wanted. All I wanted you to, was to say sorry. And then when you did, I was like, okay, we're good. And so it, it literally happens like that because we're so similar. Um, and when I'm mad, it's difficult for me to not be mad. Like, even if you're like, Cara, I'm sorry. I'd be like, okay, I need some time. I need, like, even with Ben, we just, he'd be like moving on, trying to order food. And I'm like, I can't talk to you right now. I need a moment. <laughs> and my mom's the same way. So we, we, we handle conflict similarly. But, yeah, at this point, it's just kind of like, okay, we apologize and we just keep it moving. Right. Yeah. So my mom and I um, are at a place, kind of like you all are saying, like, I have to really explain to my mom um, what has happened in our past to affect what happens to us now. Right. And so... The real transition came in when I moved back here. Because when I lived in Atlanta, it was like, oh, you come home for the weekend. It's all good. Like, it's so fun. And then, boom, you back to where you go and they here. Well, when I moved here, it was like them trying to learn me. Like, who am I? You know, because I'm, I'm fully woman now. I've gone through things, blah, blah, blah. And they would, and not, it's not just my mom. Like, they would literally start and pick fights with me about something I did or said. And I would just be like, come on, y'all. I mean, I think that we've spent so much time apart that now that I'm here, y'all. So basically, like, I have to, like, connect things mm -hmm. for my mom. Like, let me connect this so you can see what this is, and then we can get over it. Um, and my mom gets over things like that. Like, if we talk about it, then it's done. Me, on the other hand, and my mom has, from a child, known this about me. Um, if I'm upset about it, things, like you just said, I need a minute. Mm -hmm. Like, if I have an attitude, don't talk to me right now. <laughs> That's been issues that I've had in relationships because they think they can keep talking. Nah, bruh, I don't want to talk right now. And my mom knows that. So she will, like, literally give me my little moment. That's good. 
And then she'll come back and be like, okay, so you still mad? <laughs> she makes it a little joke and then we talk about it and then that's it. But it took a while for us to get here. Um, but we're in a good place now. We probably rarely, get, I don't even know the last time we got into it about anything because it's nothing for us to really get into it about. But um, she knows when I say, okay, ma. That's it, yeah. All right, now. That's what I say. <laughs> I'm grown, okay? So let's stop right mm-hmm. here before mm-hmm. we, you know, so... But I look at um, where we are, like the three of us in our different phases of life. And I think that the reason we're able to talk to moms or like get through things with moms is because of the other things that we've been through in our own lives. So that affects how we're able to now talk to moms because I don't know, I'm not going to speak for y'all's moms, but my mom didn't grow up in a home where she could express herself. Mm-mm. So that's the way she raised me. Like you do as I say, you know, whatever. And But as time has gone by, me being the expressive person that I am, being able to go through the things that I've gone through and work through them with other people, I'm able to work through those things with my mom now. Mm-hmm. So it's a good feeling. We're in a really good place. Um, she haven't asked me in a long time. At least like four months when I'm gonna have kids. So that's good. We're good. Look at y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Don't ask me that no more. Ooh, I'm sick of that question. <laughs> My sister asks me every day. Well, you're closer than I am. So I just. No, I'm not. Well, just because yeah. I'm about to get married, don't mean I'm close. Listen, Carter, I want to accept it. But that baby will be. He he has been claiming whatever the day of the wedding is. The no. next day, day you're gonna be pregnant. Y'all need to stop speaking that over I'm my life. It to is speak not. It over your no, life, I am not. No, no. <laughs> it's okay, Carl. I want to live my married life, go to my married honeymoon, and not have to worry about finding a baby. No. Sorry. And then I'm going to get fat, fatter. Yes, I am. No. Once you breastfeed, you're going to lose that weight. No, I'm going to lose my titty weight. That's that's what I'm going to lose. And my titty's going to become pancakes. Women know when women breastfeed, they lose weight faster than if you were just using formula. And watch the baby won't latch. It just ain't going to (laughs) happen. Now, y'all, leave me alone. I am not getting pregnant. I mark my words. This time next year, I will not have a baby. Okay. Or be All pregnant. Right. Okay. You watch. Okay. I'm going to be somewhere in Africa honeymooning with my husband. With that bump. No. <laughs> uh-uh. I'm going to be Okay, drinking. lastly, name three things you appreciate about your mom the most. All I right. know it's a lot, but just Yeah, I'm going to make quick it quick. Something. Um, Like, she holds me down. She supports me. Like, she definitely supports me. I love the way she cook. Her cook, like her food. Her cooking is dumb good. Listen, yeah, her food speaks to my soul. And if you've ever had someone who can cook a meal <laughs> and it speaks to your soul, she be cooking. It's amazing. Off. So I really try to like share that. For, I like to share that about her with everyone. Um, and then lastly, um, like she's just she's loving from an angle where she receives everyone. So she shows me how. She shows me how to like love everyone, like regardless of like who they are, what they have done, what their beliefs. Like I need to love you because that's what the world needs. Like is love. So 
I mean, she's just a loving person. Like, she don't care what you've done. If we vibing and we playing spades right now and we drinking her tiki punch, you're going to get all the love. You know, that's just how she is. She's not judgmental at all, which I'm probably more judgmental than she is. But, like, she just really provides those top top three things that I love. My mom is funny. We be dying laughing, laughing at people. We're really petty together. Um, she is fashionable, so she like dresses really well, and she be sometimes she be missing the mark though, because I sent her some stuff I'm I got for my trip, and she was like, "That's ugly." I'm like, "It's bomb. Don't worry about it." <laughs> um, and then my mom is she just shows unconditional love. I think that is like. The most to to the people close to her, like she really holds people down. Yeah, that's awesome. So my three, um, one would definitely be that my mom is probably the one of the most influential Christian women in my life. Um, so I really appreciate her for bringing me up in the church and showing me God and being a, an example of how to love everyone like you should. But the other two things are one genetic. So I appreciate my metabolism and my hair because my hair also came from my mother. And lastly, I appreciate my mom because my mom still buys me underwear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? That is amazing. <laughs> For real. Like Listen, every time I see my mama, she, she has underwear. bought me some underwear. Oh my God. So I literally could not wash clothes for about four months because I have so many underwear. Oh my God. <laughs> she buys me bras and panties. So thanks, mom. I, love I you, don't mama. wear bras. She oh. buys me thongs too. All right. So <laughs> since this is a like three hour episode, um, please yeah. go ahead on and slide us some money on this Millie Love Cash App account. That's M I dollar sign money sign M I L L Y L O V three. And please give us some money and give us a little short, short little message. We can say that we, our podcast, really stand on the support of our listeners. And we really, really put the money to good use, i.e. paying our engineer, equipment, all that good stuff. So, um, yeah, send us some money. Hey, y'all. Y'all already know what time it is. It's your girl, The Cardi, and I'm coming back in 2018 talking to y'all about what? BioClarity. Because what? Your girl's skin is looking right. So, basically, I started using BioClarity back in 2017 in season one, and y'all, my skin is thebomb.com. All my Instagram photos be popping because I know y'all be liking these pics. My skin is smooth and soft. Any sort of breakouts I've been having are gone. No redness, no irritation, no nothing. So why should you use BioClarity? Well, couple things. First, it's easy on your skin. It delivers glowing, clear skin by reducing redness and boosting your natural beauty because I know y'all fine out there. You can use it twice a day without worrying about any sort of excess irritation because there are no harsh chemicals. Also, BioClarity is packed with clarifying botanicals and new Floralux, which is naturally derived from chlorophyll, which is that green stuff, you know, that plants be needing. And it's proven for soothing away blemishes. So not only is BioClarity full of antioxidants, it also reduces redness 
redness. It feeds and defends cells with an alphabet of vitamins. BioClarity is delivered straight to you and is easy to use. It's a three-step ritual that's 100% vegan, plus it's gluten and cruelty-free. So there are three steps. First, you cleanse. With the rich foaming facial cleanser, it gently removes dirt, oil, and environmental pollutants. Next, you treat. And the treatment penetrates pores and attacks the bacteria that causes acne, so it clears up your skin. And lastly, you restore. And the Restore Gel has exclusive Floralux, which leaves your skin feeling smooth and refreshed. Now, BioClarity also offers a skin smoothie with hydration. Hydrate is a lightweight, breathable moisturizer, which is designed for even the most sensitive skin. You can use Hydrate by itself, or you can use it with the BioClarity system. So, do you want to start a healthy habit and get glowing, clear skin just like your girl, The Cardi? If so, go to BioClarity.com. And just for our Millennial Love listeners, you guys will get your first month for only $9.95 plus free shipping. That's over a $20 savings. And it comes with a 100% risk-free money-back guarantee. So in order to get that money-back guarantee, all you got to do is enter our code LOV3. That's bioclarity.com and enter the code LOV3. Say hello, hey boo, to new skin, bioclarity.com. Today's millennial moment, it comes from, well, did she say not to use her name? Let's see. Don't use it. Don't use it. Sorry. This is from... Lucy. Lucy. It says, Hi guys, my name is Lucy and I'm writing in because I need some advice. This email will probably be long, but I want to make sure you have all the information. A few months ago, I went to a church event that the youth pastor had organized and after everyone wanted to go after every after everyone wanted to go and get food typically when i'm around him it's because the young adults at the church are hanging out but this time the event was open to the entire church and he and i were the only young adults in attendance while at the restaurant i got a chance to talk to him and we really we really enjoyed our conversations and found out that we have a lot in common I didn't want the conversation to end, but also wasn't about to give him my number in front of the church members because they are nosy. <laughs> and also because I'm, I am extremely shy and a little awkward. I've been trying to figure out how to approach the situation, but I'm unsure of what to do, which is why I'm reaching out to you all. We are in church group meet. We are in a, troop, a church group meet together, and I and I'm friends with him on Facebook. But I'm terrified of rejection and never had to approach a guy before. I can't say I like him because I don't know much about him. But he's attractive and has his life together. I've been around him at other young adult outings, but our conversations were just small talks, or really nothing at all. At times, I feel like he may like me, but my clues are a bit shaky. For example, one time when I arrived at church at a church outing, he gave me the look. And when I put a message in GroupMe, <laughs> he usually responds right back. One time I put a message in GroupMe while we were in church, and he started looking around, which made me feel like he was looking for me. But I could definitely be overanalyzing. I don't get to attend church regularly anymore because I have relocated in the drive. It's a little over an hour, so I don't get the chance to see him or attend the young adult outings. I hope I have given you all enough information and look forward to hearing your advice. Thank you for providing a platform for millennials. I love listening to the podcast, Lucy. 
I wonder if she goes to one. I wonder if she goes to one community. I'm sure she probably. (laughs) (laughs) She Um, probably lives in Nutbush. Nutbush, oh Nutbush. Um, I think this is hella cute. I think it's cute too. Um, It's super cute. You fully have a crush on him, girl. You definitely have a crush on him, which is um a good thing. However, however, my advice to you. Is to let the man come to you. Mm. Um, and I say this because um, I think that if you approve of his lifestyle and you feel that he has a really great relationship with Christ and he has all these great things going for you, I mean, for him that attracts you and he's physically, obviously physically attracted, you're physically attracted to him, I mean... You're definitely in crush mode because, like, you're breaking it down to, like, when he responds and when he doesn't right. respond, right? She is um, feeling him. And I think it would be a beautiful thing if you allow him to come to you. Now, mm. you may need to make yourself a little bit more accessible. Like, mm-hmm. you may need to take that drive just to be a little bit more accessible to him. But I don't feel that you need to make the first approach. I think with you um, having a mutual... Um, mutual beliefs, which is in Christ. I think the lady, first lady Christian thing would be. I Do think, not say I don't that. Know, the first lady don't Christian thing. Don't say the first lady Christian thing. <laughs> he's that a, is he's not, a child, what? No. Child minister, pastor. Yeah. That does not mean it's the church. No. I think she should wait and see what he does. Listen, I am very aggressive. So I go after what I want. I say. You hit him just on some like, hey, what's up? Very casual, very keep it real, super cute. Don't throw yourself at him, obviously, because y'all both, it's a church relationship that would be dead if you like send him a nude. That would be too much. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but Listen, I definitely. Um, but I think, you know, just, just, I think you can show your interest without being thirsty. Oh, she needs our advice. Like be very Okay. Specific. I'm about to say, if you're on group <laughs> me and you don't have his number, which I'm assuming you don't, cause you said you didn't pass it to him at the, whatever the event, slide him, slide in his DMs for, for in group me and just hit him with a very generic, Hey, when's the next youth outing? I'd love to get more involved. And then if you get more involved, then you'll be able to be around him more. And then you can show him you like him in person. And then you can really see if he likes you. Cause if he's in person all the time and he don't really show no interest, then you chill on him. I don't see a problem with being forward. Now forward as in the forward, my forward would be being like, Hey, I'm feeling you. What's up? I don't think you should necessarily do that because if he doesn't like you back, it's going to be awkward for church. And then you ain't going to want to go to that church no more. And I don't want you to stop going to the church because of some dude. But, but she's probably going to find another church anyways because she said it's an hour away. Yeah, but if she like old dude, then, which is another reason why you should slide in his DMs because you can kind of get a feel. And if he's really feeling you, not that you should try to decide on a church based on a nigga, but <laughs> you might. And so maybe he's your husband. Who knows? I'm not against making the first move as long as it's not extra thirsty. Uh, so I would say that I agree with Justin. Let somebody come with you, come to you. What I would probably do would be the 
what Carl said, hey, what's up? And it never really goes anywhere. So if I was you, girl, Lucy, I would do what Carl is telling you <laughs> that she would do if it was her. Just be like, hey, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> like, so which one, my way or Carl's way? I'm saying I agree with you to let a man oh, come to but, you. But she needs a shot. But what I'm shot. saying is, yeah. But it's not so a full shot. Okay, it's not a full on. shot, though. It is a full shot. Let no, me tell you not. why. I think it is a full shot. I let me tell you. Okay. Here's the bad part about if she shoot the shot or do the alley hoop or layup, whatever it is called, right? Because he is a prominent male, he's a prominent male figure in the church. He's a children's pastor, right? Well, he's a youth pastor, but I'm sure they have multiple. He might not be the youth pastor. I would assume that she's not the only person eyeing him. Yeah, so they get, this real talk, they get women throwing themselves at them all all the time, time, right? so. So that's why I'm like, okay, put yourself, make yourself available and see how it goes. But I would hate for you to do what you said. Shoot your shot and he does not catch the ball or he does catch the ball. Do something with your ass and then like try to like curve you at church. And that's like the worst thing. Which is why she should chill on it if he doesn't show interest. Like you like. I don't think from shot, what she said he showed interest. Can y'all agree with that? I disagree. Okay. I do think now I. I would have to know more, but I think based on what she told us, there could be interest there. It's not illogical to say that if she shot her shot, quote unquote, that he would be like, what do you mean? You know what I mean? Like, I think the clip, because men are dumb. Like, y'all do little dumb crap like that. Like, oh, my text back fast. Not if we, not if we are in, but then if if she ain't texting, then I ain't going to text back. Like, that's what y'all be doing. It be dumb. Not if we are in Christ. No, I'm just kidding. That's not true. (laughs) Niggas going to be niggas, even if they niggas for Jesus. I think you should. (laughs) Okay, so here's the thing. I think, I think you should do a mixture of both. Like, make yourself available, make yourself accessible and see what he does. And then if you're feeling froggy one day, shoot your shot. But I think you should at least give him the opportunity to come to you because we never know how that would. But you got to go to the church more if you want to give him the opportunity to come to you. Or she can slide in his DM and be like, hey, what's the link to um, the donation? How is that different than what I said? But that's what I'm saying she should not do. I think she should do, Cara, you said that you are assertive and going after what you want. So I don't think she should do this little play, the little game where you just, let me just ask a little question. No, I, if I was her, I would be like, hey, we've had conversations before. (laughs) Do you want to exchange numbers? Oh, I see. I wouldn't even go in that far. Uh -uh. See, I feel like she needs to like, Stick her toe in the water first. Right, hit him with the hey. When's the ne- next youth group meeting? I would love to hang out with everybody. Then when you get that there, that ain't gonna work. He's but, not gonna bite that. But then when you get there, but when do you? But when she gets there, hit him with the oh, what's up? Where you're from? What your mama them do? Like really, like hit him with the flirt then. 
And then if he's showing interest, then slide him with the, hey, let's exchange numbers. I don't think she needs to lead with the, hey, exchange numbers, because he might, even, might not even remember who she is. Like, I just feel like it's too risky immediately to be like, give me your number. I My feel like she needs to. My only concern with her in person is that she said that she's, Oh, she's afraid awkward. of rejection. And she's right. awkward. So, like, I would hate for you to be rejected in person versus just over the little group me thing. However, there okay. is a level of, there is a level of, like, flirting with them. She said whenever she talks in the group me, he's, like, the first one to That's respond. what I said. I think, that's what I said. I think so, that there is, like, a... It's, that also I, might be a coincidence. It could also be a coincidence, <laughs> <laughs> especially. So, I w- here's the thing. I think you know what you need to do. Um, obviously, these are three opinions. Um, I would say do a mixture of both. Um, you know, these churchmen, like, you just got to watch out for them now. You do. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, um, shoot your shot. Try to let him come to you, but if he's taking too long, go ahead on and do it. And please, if he's taking too long, please let us know what happened. I would love to know. Yeah, I want to know. And too. be confident. In I who really you do want to be know. confident in who you are as a woman. Your awkwardness is beautiful. Don't let your awkwardness get in the way of you talking to him. If you understand, if you feel that you have a vibe, vibe off of that vibe. Flirt with him, even at even at church, because the Lord, good Lord, knows that you need a husband and he needs a wife. <laughs> Correct. And and so it's okay. Flirting at church is okay. A wife. It just has Finds to be a good thing. Godly. Exactly. <laughs> Go with God. Godly. Charlie. Go with God. And I guess we can't give you advice without saying pray about it. Pray about it first. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ask for discernment. Maybe he ask the Lord so what you should do. That was a good. Okay. But please just write her down. Please let us know because I really do want to know what happened with this one. He Most of the ones I don't be giving a darm, but this he one I really actually did. She dropped, she dropped a text in that group, man. He, she said, he, that, that baby was the first to respond. That's what I'm talking about. Make Word. sure you wear your fitted dress the next time you go to church. You know what? Wear the tightest dress you can wear. Okay, word, word of, the of the day. day. <laughs> word of the day. I'm not dealing with him. Send us $5. Word of the day is something that Justin is familiar with. Oh, gosh. The word of the day is boku, also pronounced buku, which means it is an adjective. It is great in quantity or amount, many or much. Justin, please use boku slash buku in a sentence. I went easy on y'all this week. I appreciate that. Um, My Instagram name... My Instagram name is JustinBobby84. Please at me so I can have Buku. <laughs> Sorry. Please follow me so I can have Buku followers. Cara? No, you got <laughs> me. I don't have nothing. Um, I really have nothing. Come on. Uh, so I just crossed and I got. Yeah, you got. I was it. just about to say. So I just crossed and I have buku lines. There you go. Boom. I drink a lot of water, so I be having to go pee buku time. <laughs> right, Use buku in your sentence. Oh, yep. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And please tweet us. Yeah, people have been tweeting us, and we love y'all. Absolutely, we just gave y'all. 115 minutes of strong content. That's what, an hour and a half? Hour and 40? 
Listen. Yeah, almost two hours. Lord. Because 120 <laughs> minutes would be 60 minutes twice. Um, ooh, almost two hours. Oh, yeah, y'all. Enjoy this one because it ain't going to happen again. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day. Bye. Bye. Love you.